Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, January 3, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's look at the thing objectively. Market came down again, had another three or four dollar down day in the SPY, about eight tenths of one percent, right into the 20 period moving average on the daily chart. If you harken back, yes, harken back from a week or so ago, what were we saying? They're getting a little bit extended away from home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average. She's got to come back toward home base at some point, either eat time off the clock and let home base creep up to price, or she comes back toward home base. Here we are at home base. Now, this is a big spot. What happens if she goes lower? Let's pick out some important things on the downside. Let's identify what on the chart tells us that certain price areas are uber, yes, uber important. Might want to fire up your sticky notepad, get a sharpened pencil, and let's start with this breakup candle low. It's the most recent or most standout-ish next in line breakup candles in the sequence. The low is 464.12. Let's denote it on the chart. What we do here is go through an exercise to identify important places for the reasons we know about on the charts. Then we zero in to find the best possible place, the best possible trades a la inside the numbers and the live room, a la the swing trades, all of the above. It starts with an analysis from an objective standpoint. We're playing umpire calling balls and strikes. Where are the important places? This is the starting point. Now, we go over to the weekly chart and we see, well, what's below the price we just put in there, 464.12? Well, the next thing down comes from, and much easier to see on the weekly chart, this pivot high here happens to be 459.44. We want to denote that one too. Why is that one important? 460.412 is the breakup candle low and the... 459.44 is the area where the market ran up to and was summarily rejected going back down. So what happened after that? Once they went back up and above that area, then that became a breakout area. 459.44 is that place. So now we have two numbers of importance, 464 and change, and a spike below 460. 460 is a big fat round number, so there's a couple of reasons why that's important. And by the way, guess what? Here's a third thing. You have a weekly chart, breakup candle low, coming in at exactly 459.47, just three pennies above 459.44. Do you think that area is important? I would say so. Back to the daily chart, and here's what we say about this thing objectively. This is a pullback in an uptrend. Markets go up, and they pull back. They resume the uptrend in an uptrend. That's the way it works. 
question will come out. What if they get below the 20 period moving average on the daily chart? Haven't they reversed the trend? On the daily chart, that changes the short-term trend. It's a 20-day, 20-period moving average. Three weeks doesn't necessarily make a trend. However, when you go over to a weekly chart, look where the 20-period moving average is there. Are they working off some of this, quote-unquote, air quotes, overbought condition, overcooked situation? Yes, they are. Were they in an on-time type of situation? Talked about it last week. Yes, they were. Is pulling back to a former breakout area, garden and variety market type behavior? And the answer is, yes, it is. We see it all the time. Can we expect a bounce, whether it's at 464 and change, 460, 459.44, 459.07, whatever it is. Can we expect a bounce in and around that zone, that area? The answer is, yes, we can. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Did anybody make money today in the live room? I need you to post it under the video. Let's hear about it. Those live room and or inside the number participants. How were the numbers today? Did they work? What I urge you to do, I'm going to highlight a few important things. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the chart to double check the work. This is the first blush, the zero dark 30 look at the market. Let's scroll up a little bit and see what we have as the day begins to get underway. What's the play today? They're testing the lows from yesterday. Fair enough. About a spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction trade. 470.49 is that low. 470.10, give or take, is the place. 470.10. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. You could see this highlighted circle thing. This is, the blue trend line is 470.10. You can see what happened. They gapped down, went into it, found support, spiked it a little bit. And then had the scalp with potential. They gave you the scalp. They gave you the base hit and then came lower. And what we talk about every single day in the live room is you never know which ones are going to give you the double, the triple, the Whopper Jr., the Rocket Ride, all that stuff. So what we do as a process in good practice is this. We enter a trade because it's an important place. What we like to do is have more opportunities than just one exit. So the one trick ponies, the one contract player, the one option player, the one ES player, the one entry player has a harder time than the multiple entry players. So let's just say you had two ES contracts or four ES contracts or 10 ES contracts, whatever it is, or options, it doesn't make any difference. You have multiple exits. We take a scalp. Our scalp is five to seven S&P handles, trader's choice. That's the guideline. So we got our scalp. We had plenty of traders make a nice base hit. Some even got a stand-up double out of it. And we never know which ones are going to continue on to give us the rest or the secondary push. We don't let the remaining portion, what's also called the trailer, go bad on us. So we guarantee ourselves a base hit. What's that called? It's called a risk-free, emotionless trade once we have the profit in our pocket, which we did on this trade. It's also important, why? Because sometimes we get an opportunity for what we call the play it again Sam trade, the spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction trade. Stay tuned, 
there's more. If you look down here a little bit more in the notes, you see the next place to know about is 468.85, which is important and the gateway to another lower price. But what we do know is important numbers, generally speaking, have a couple of functions. They act as support or resistance, which means the market stops going in the direction they were going. They're either going to retreat back from what they came or they're going to eat some time off the clock and go to another destination. 468.85 was the next place down, which also represented the morning low. Trade number two, live room inside the numbers. How you doing? This was a played again Sam situation with a lot of rhetoric and details along the way from a live room perspective, but we had many, many traders get two quality trades today. One was bigger than the other. Doesn't matter how big they are. What matters is that your account grows on a regular basis. It's the compounding effect. That's how you can increase your position size. The wins get bigger and hence the account gets exponentially bigger. That's the way it works. Keep in mind, all this was given out when? Before the opening bell. The rest, you can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. You can see here, we were calling 470.10 down to 468.85 a zone. So if they bounce it at the first number and come back down later after giving a trade, they're giving another trade because they're still getting into the zone. That's why it was a played against Sam. They're not all created equal. It's called reading the tape. All of it before the opening bell. How you doing? Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart and double check the work. It's all in here. You see this? Nice trade. There's a couple of nice trades in here. This is what traders signed up for. They signed up for quality service, quality trades, quality numbers, quality information. What was 468.75 today and it was a line in the sand? It's the 20 period moving average on the daily chart. Well, guess what? We looked at that when we first started this video and that did play into our intraday activity. It played into one of the important places. You see how it all comes together. What about stocks on the move? We had four on the board today. Only one hit its entry objective. It was upstart, a firm coin, and flex did not. They're off the board. There are no trades. We'll take a look at the chart of upstart. Here's a five-minuter. Upstart getting a haircut at the opening bell. You could see here they came down, missed it by quite a bit. They bounced. They came down. They missed it. They gave you the deal. Then they hit it, and then they gave you the deal again. So, from a manner in which perspective, they didn't do the thing in the manner in which we prefer, but the takeaway is the number still worked anyway. Doesn't look like much on this five-minute chart, but you could see here the high was 36.60. The entrance was 35.56. That's a buck on a $35 stock. That's 3% in a matter of minutes, just to whittle it down to look at it from another perspective. How you doing? What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they sliced through the 20-period moving average today. They whittled over here for a while, back and forth, teetering with these lows, but then they finally gave up the ghost, and they did not, I repeat, did not yet fill the gap that's over here. This gap is at 193.33. We'll just denote that real quick. That doesn't mean it has to be the end of the move, but it should be filled. And there's a lot of space in this daily candle 
all the way down to this area where they ate time off the clock and then started to break out. Remember that head and shoulders pattern, that inverse head and shoulders pattern that completed a long time ago? That was all the way down here. They did the same thing twice. Well, guess what? Here they come to fill this gap. If they start closing below the gap, intraday, they start working their way all the way down here. 187, 187 and a half, 186, 185 and a half, something in that neighborhood. If, and it's a big if, if the gap doesn't hold. Weekly chart, just to give you another perspective, they're still well above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. This is a pullback in an uptrend until it's not. That's the big picture. The big er picture on the IWM is we're not still 100% sure that this still isn't a bearish wedgish type of situation, right? We don't necessarily know exactly where this channel is from top to bottom. What we have is a concept. And the concept is before they broke the bottom and they ricocheted back up into the channel. Here, you can use anything you want as the top of the channel. What about this candle? What about this candle? What about this candle? So they came and tested the top and they're pulling back. From a longer term monthly chart perspective, we can't say yet that they've broken the chain, the chain of a bearish wedgish pattern that will result in an ensuing move to the downside. We cannot say yet they've broken the chain. Tremendous rally from the lows, but when you look at a monthly chart, we just can't get there yet. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Slice through the 20 period moving average, hit it yesterday, is ahead of the power curve, gapped below it today, canary in the coal mine, on increasing volume. Why do I say canary in the coal mine? Because the transports are a good indicator of the overall health of the economy. The market drives the economic discussion, but the canary in the coal mine is the real tell for what's going on under the covers. My favorite market leading indicator is the IWM, relative weakness today. My second favorite market leading indicator is the transports, down 1.71% today. The IWM was down 2.67. The SPY was down 8 tenths of 1%. So that is relative weakness on my two favorite market leading indicators. The transports are my first favorite canary in the coal mine, Buttigieg's crew. If you're wondering, that's the next number of importance. That's the next number that should provide, at minimum, of intraday support for team transports. 15,300. Here's a chart of the IYT. They don't look the same. The transports, which is the actual index itself, and the IYT, which is a derivative of the index, an exchange-traded fund, a derivative of the index, look slightly different on the charts. 250.170 is a number. I'm not sure it coincides to the penny with 15.3 in the transports, but it's pretty close and it's a good place. 251.70 for the IYT, sticky note material. What about the Qs? Below the 20 period moving average, where are they headed? Well, what's the last breakout area? How about this spot up here around 394 and change? As we do our work, we'll just put that there to see what else we have on the chart. So we go over to a weekly chart, see if we have anything else that stands out, and we certainly do. How about this breakup candle low on the weekly chart? 391.53, I like that better. Why do I like that better? Way, it's a weekly chart breakup candle low, and B, it's 
coinciding with this breakout area. So here's an area up here at the high of 387.98. We'll call it 388 for argument's sake. It's one of those situations where the market runs up to that place and is summarily rejected. They pull back. Once they break above that place, it creates a breakout area, coincides with the general area vicinity of a weekly chart breakup candle low. Guess what? We have a spot. We have our zone. We have two numbers close together. That is an important place on the chart. Flip it back to the daily chart and you can see this 391.50 down to 388. Big spot on the chart coincides with a rising 50 period moving average. This will be slightly higher tomorrow, slightly higher the next day or Friday after that. And you could see, even if they spike the bottom end of that zone a little bit, here comes the 50-period moving average. It's a decent slash big spot in the queues. We'll leave that there. We'll see what happens. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Fire up your sticky notepads. XLF today, the financial sector down about on par with the SPY. No big deal. We're not going to make a federal case out of it. They're still above all the moving averages, even on the daily chart. Trend is your friend until it's not. There is, from a chart perspective, what we use the term relative strength in the financials against other markets, other indices, other sectors. If the financials are not falling apart, don't expect the overall market to fall apart. Doesn't mean they can't turn tomorrow, but they're not falling apart just yet. We take it at face value. If they start to fall apart and we find them below the 20 period moving average a day or so from now, we'll reassess the situation. But right now, they're not. What about Smash Mouth? Big down day for Smash Mouth, 1.78%, three bucks again, below the 20 period moving average. But where are they? Let's check it out. Here's a high where they pulled back from, creating a breakout area. The high is 165.44. We'll denote it over here. It's close enough. What was the low today? About 165.37. And they stopped. Why? Because they got to a former breakout area. They're generally good for at minimum of intraday support, if not a whole lot more than that. Now, if this doesn't hold... You have this breakup candle low just underneath as a gap down at 162 and change. That's the next spot. Flip over to the weekly. What do you have? Well, that last spot we just talked about coincides with a weekly chart breakup candle. Spike it, fill the gap. That's a big spot. Are they going to, on a first test, if they did, are they going to get below it right away? Or are they going to have a bull bear battle over there at the weekly chart breakup candle low? Well, generally speaking, they're going to have a bull bear battle. That's the way the market works the large majority of the time. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.